you hadn't noticed, it's award season. Oscars, Golden Globes, Grammys, you name it. If artists are making it, critics are rating it. How do you like that for little Dr. <laughs> Seuss today? <laughs> so it's time to add the Plugged In Movie Awards to the list. You know, we've actually been handing out these awards for, well, we don't have any awards to hand out. But, no. you know, metaphorically speaking, for more than a decade now. And our discussion to choose winners is perennially, I love that word, it's perennially one of our favorite conversations. Uh, It's always a good time. And we thought this year, let's do it as a bonus podcast for the Plugged In Show and give you a peek inside the insanity of working at Plugged In. So insane, man. So insane. No, it's not insane, but it is a lot of fun. And we want to invite you to, uh, to watch us as we deliberate. So we posted our nominations on our blog a few weeks ago, and hopefully you've had a chance to peruse those. And we've got nominations in four different categories, best movies for kids, for teens, for adults, and best Christian movies. And we'll be announcing your choices for the ones you voted for on our blog later today and on our social channels at Kristen, give me the Instagram Plugged in team. Plugged in team and on our Facebook page. So be sure to check back there as well. So with no further ado, I want to dive right in. And joining me for our conversation today are... Bob Hoos. Kristen Smith. Paul Acey. And Emily Clark. So I guess we might call this the envelope, please. Although much like the awards themselves, we don't have any envelopes either. I guess, Not. Paul, put that on the list for next Envelopes, year. Envelopes, awards, <laughs> and awards. We got and it. And a shelf to put everything on. <laughs> Each year, a lot of people ask us what some of our favorite movies of the year are. And normally, if it's like somebody in the parking lot at church, the blood drains from my head and my memory goes completely yeah. blank. <laughs> and so we initiated this little thing, you know, 10 or 12 years ago so that I would have some place to send people. Yeah. Um, actually, it wasn't about me at all. But the Plugged In Awards are our attempt to sort of separate the cinematic wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats, even though the stakes may not be quite that biblically <laughs> high. Um, we want to give your family some options, some ideas on things that we have seen in the last year that we think potentially could be of interest in you. Most years we review between 150 and 200 movies. So this is sort of the top 20 of that. But there's one other important thing that I want to say. Uh, I think it would be easy to see this uh, list of films that we're going to talk about today as an endorsement. It's not really quite an endorsement. It's these are movies we liked better than all those other movies that we had (laughs) less kind things to say about and that had lots of problems. But if there's something that we talk about today, we strongly encourage you to check out our full review and still make sure that it's right for your family. Because a few of the things that we're going to talk about today still have some problems that you're going to want to be aware of. So don't take it as a rubber stamp that... Plugged In said we should all go watch all 20 of these movies back to back in a giant Plugged In Movie Award binge right now. <laughs> Although they are they are much closer to that than yes. the Academy Awards are. Well, they're a lot <laughs> yeah, they're closer no. to that. So here's how we're going to do our conversation today. We have the four categories, as I mentioned. Each category has five films. I'm going to announce the five nominees, and we will try very, very briefly. Don't make me play the music on you guys, because, oh, just like awards and envelopes. Music. We don't have any music, music. either. Need the music next uh, time. We're going to do a little short 
encapsulation. Short. And thank Don't you. Don't be looking at me, though. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Yeah. Paul, we know who the problem child is. Here. <laughs> and then we're going to go full battle royale in a conversation that is always spirited. So we are glad that you're here. Grab some popcorn, maybe a soda, take up your favorite spot on the couch, and get ready for the Plugged In Movie Awards, which we are now going to be calling our award this year the Pluggy. We're going to hand out pluggies, and I want to thank Bruce for that terrific (laughs) suggestion on our blog. So here we go. Let's start with Best Movies for Kids. And the nominees are Black Beauty, The Croods, A New Age, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, Onward, and Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarfs. So, Paul, start us out with Black Beauty. Black Beauty, everybody knows the story, right? It's You're already around. wasting words, brother. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be so hard. You're on a clock, go. So this was found on Disney+. Plus. It's an update of the Black Beauty story that most of us are sort of familiar with. It takes place in America instead of uh, Britain, but besides that, it's- Do they still have accents? No accents. No, okay. no accents. Although Kate know. Winslet actually voices Black Beauty. Gotcha. So. Ooh. Okay. so horse, a girl, tragedy and triumph. You got it. Right? Wow. You summed wow. it up really quickly. <laughs> Don't be, don't be upstaging me. Training. That's not, that's <laughs> okay, not so nice. uh, on the Croods? Yes. Croods, A New Age, uh, sequel to The Croods, and it's about an, a caveman family that are setting off on their own because their cave is gone, and they find a new area, but it's already populated by the better men. And so they have and to. And they're highly evolved, right? Yes. Well, more or less. Yeah. More. And <laughs> more evolved. And so they clash. Oh, okay. You see what he did there? I am <laughs> impressed. That was so good. The bar is now high. Emily, go take it. Jingle Jangle, a Christmas journey. So, Jingle Jangle, first of all, is a musical. And it's about a toy maker who loses everything to his jealous apprentice and a sentient toy that doesn't want to be mass produced. And it's. That essentially... happened to Paul one time. <laughs> It essentially jumps into the future. He loses everything, not just the toy-making business, but his family as well. So, you know, many years into the future, his granddaughter, who has never met him, comes to visit him and essentially tries to help him rediscover who he is, you know, teach him that he never lost his ability to make toys and he can be a great toy maker again. Believe in himself. Yes. Summary. right. And that's on Netflix, correct? It is. Yes. Yes. I'm going to talk about Onward, which is one of Pixar's two movies this year. This is about two brothers in a magical realm that has sort of lost its magic. One of the brothers never knew his father. Mm -hmm. And when he turns 16, he gets this magical staff that his dad has left for him that uh, miraculously has the power to bring back a loved one from the dead for 24 hours. Except in a land, in a land where magic (laughs) has been lost... He doesn't quite get it, and he conjures his dad's legs. And so the two brothers and the dad's legs set off on a quest to find another crystal because the magic runs out of – the staff runs out of power. They go off to find another crystal to maybe get the other half of dad before 24 hours are up. And without spoiling it too much, it turns out to be a story about brotherhood, you know, and, and how important brothers really are and how, f- how important family is. Well, no, I don't have to watch it. It's way longer it. than I, yours. You spoiled it. No, I, spoil, no. I spoiled it. Bring tissues. I spoiled it. <laughs> Kristen. Okay, Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarves is about Snow White, um, but she's not as... She's the Red Shoes, I'm assuming. She is Red Shoes. Yeah, this is her, like, cover name. Um, 
because she transforms and she's not as like stereotypically beautiful as people would expect. So she goes from her normal self, transforms into this like really beautiful princess. And it's like this whole journey of um, defeating her evil stepmother and realizing that beauty is inward. But there are dwarves in here, too, Oh, there's right? dwarves, too, but <laughs> I, had to, I had to really end it. Kristen's trying <laughs> to get it in. Summary. She we wanted to win. Okay, there's some dwarves, just like there are in Snow White. Yeah. She helps they're, them out. Let's go on. There's dwarves that are trying to get back to their... Sorry, there's guys. no Pluggy yes. for having the shortest review. I think okay, we should give right, Pluggies right, for right. these. That's right. That's my review. All right, well, speaking of Pluggies, <laughs> let's get into it. Okay. What do you think about these movies? Does anybody want to advocate for one particular movie? Well, I do. Good. That will help our conversation. Yeah, I think I think I think the Croods is the clear winner in my wow. opinion. And, oh and my it's goodness. because it's because it is it's a really well-made animated film. Lots of tension throughout, you know, in terms of these two families, but also it's very very funny. It's it's lo- loads of fun, and at, by the time you get to the end, it's a very strong picture uh, that that talks clearly about family unity, but it also talks about getting along with one another. In fact, to to be honest, it's sort of re- when I watched the film and I sort of put something like this in my review, it reminded me of a reflection of twenty twenty. Yeah, and it was made before. I mean, it was started well before yeah, that, yeah. I'm sure. But it, it reminded me of all the all the tension and conflict we had in 2020, not only the virus, but also in the whole political scene and all that sort of thing. And in, in the end, the, the, the film itself represents this family that are pulling together to try and stay alive and, and mm. protect one another. And at the same time, they're running into people that they don't know and they don't agree with and they are they feel like they're at conflict all the time. That and does they, sound like 2020, yeah, doesn't it? And they have to figure out how to get along. And it, it, it's really a well-made film. So that's my vote. That was an impassioned plea for Cruz. That was an impassioned plea. And I, I think the original Cruise was actually one of my very favorite animated movies ever. I oh, loved yeah. the yeah. original Cruise. I, I didn't think this was quite to the level of that. And, and so my vote would actually go to Onward. Oh, yeah, I actually oh, loved Onward. Onward was a, a great, great movie. Now, obviously, it had some problems. There have been plenty of talk about a couple of those problems. But for the most part, it's really this beautiful story of these two brothers trying to meet their dad, really, and, and, and the sweetness of them going on this pseudo-magical quest, finding things not quite as magical as, as you would think they would be. Yeah. It's a very light, very funny, very delightful story that has a huge, huge, great message about family and what it means to, to be a family. Although I will say, it took me a while to get into it. I mean, really? when I first when I first started watching that, I found it a little bit boring. But that's just uh, oh that's just my, my two cents. No, I'm not I disagree. To, not trying to degrade <laughs> that's or good. degrade at all. Why do you disagree? Okay, I actually like. We don't get to disagree very much, so, except from <laughs> we this disagree meeting, all the we disagree time. like crazy. So that's yeah. the fun of well, it, right? That's a, that's a lie, guys. We disagree all the we time. We disagree all the time. Yeah. What they're talking about the crudes, it's really about the plugged in offices. Well, right? there you go. That's it. <laughs> twenty twenty <laughs> in the plugged in office. I like. I won't repeat what you said, but I actually would. Would probably either vote for Onward because I loved all the same things about it. I thought it was super funny. Um, and then I also liked Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarfs. I did review it, so it's kind of biased. But um, I really loved that it was a message about inward beauty. Yeah. And that's very, I don't know, 
that's not really a message that we hear a lot. So I really loved getting to, I don't know, be in a story, like really feel like I was in a story about this young girl who loves herself for who she is and she's not, she doesn't feel the need to conform to society standards. So I thought that was great. All right. What about you guys? Oh man. I, I was onward. Onward. Yeah. I actually was going to say, I think yeah. onward, because part of me really wants to. Part of me really wants to push for even Jingle Jangle, because I love super, a good I'm musical. I'm going to push for that, so we'll see if I can I, sway you. I love a good musical. Um, but no, I onward actually made me cry. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really hard to find a movie that actually makes me cry. So tears I just, or laughter? <laughs> no. Tears and laughter in this okay. case. No. Uh, so it just, it was very heartwarming to me. It, it um, I liked that we got our brotherhood story, especially, you know, because a lot of times in movies like that, it's the it's so focused on, you know, oh, we have to we have to see our dad and everything. But you actually it spoiler alert, you never actually do see the dad oh, um, and man, hear his conversations. Oh, wait, I already Hold saw on. it. It's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang on now. You never actually see the dad because it was never about the dad. It was about the relationship between yeah. the two brothers. I also really liked the mom. The mom was like, I mom am a fierce great. warrior. And she was fantastic. She was and I was great. like, you were raised, you raised two boys by yourself. Yes, kudos to you, Mom. You deserve <laughs> you deserve your little, you know. But let's face spotlight. it, you, you like any movie with a fierce warrior woman. Who right? doesn't? Brave is one of my favorite yes, movies. Yes, mine too. <laughs> and Wrong it's not here. just because she's a Wrong redhead. Here. <laughs> All right, Adam, go, for go it. ahead. Jingle jangle. Um, I'm gonna vote for Jingle Jangle, and uh, so I watched it with my family and we had just recently purchased a puppy. So I was chasing the puppy (laughs) throughout the film. So full disclosure on, you know, I I sort of came in and out of the story. I just want to be honest (laughs) about that. Uh, But it stars Forrest Whitaker as a broken down man who really is pretty bitter at the fact that he has gotten a raw deal in life. And, and truly, you know, he had this protege who steals his prime, you know, creation Mm -hmm. and creates this empire based on it. And I, I think that all of us can relate to moments where at some point in life we have felt so disappointed or so bitter or so betrayed that we were tempted to give up. And really um, it's the presence of his granddaughter who shows up kind of unexpectedly and her name is journey. So a Christmas journey is, a reference to the granddaughter's name. Yep. And she melts his heart. I mean, he he's really a crusty, not very nice yeah. old man. Well, it's and it's that grandfather granddaughter relationship yeah. that really makes it a very sweet film. So, I I would advocate strongly for that one just because I feel like Pixar's gotten enough awards and this <laughs> onward Pixar, felt like, no, you know, of all the Pixar no. movies this year, this was one of it's them. It's not their fault they do things well. And I don't know if it's because you're the host, but I felt really drawn into your story. And I was like, maybe I'm going to change yeah, my well, mind. You should. I was like being lulled to sleep. Well, not sleep, but yeah. Well, well, I'm tired. Here's the thing, though. Here's I am lulled into agreement. If you're chasing your dog throughout the whole movie, you would not have done okay, that during no. the 
Okay. No, no, but she, use that against see, the me. Thing is, the thing is, Onward is one of those films where you could chase your dog through the whole movie. No, and no, not no, miss no, a whole no. Lot. Okay, so I, I don't disagree thing. with that because, and okay. you know, I will also say this. So, Kristen, you said that at the beginning of, uh, I think it was you. You said you had a hard time getting into Onward at the beginning. I did. Bob said that. Sorry, I actually <laughs> started watching it and then stopped and had to go take care of something. And when I came your back, dog? I realized I that I had no idea what was happening because I wasn't actually that into. And, and then I started it. Exactly. I started it over. Now the second <laughs> time, the second time, I actually was a little more into it. So like that actually does make me want to lean more towards Jingle Jangle because unlike Adam, I did pay attention. I, well, I reviewed I'm not it, saying so. I didn't pay attention. I'm just saying at times I had no decision. So are you leaning toward Jingle Jangle? I kind of am because and I the... will throw my vote. Oh to my Jingle God. Jangle! Yes. Yes. Oh, what is wrong with you people? Nothing is wrong with us, Paul. It's Uh, just clearly the correct choice. It's so good. We'll win another one. (laughs) It's such a talented cast. It's a very good, heartwarming story. And this is... It's a musical. It is another... it's a musical. It's another story about family. Where the focus is on family, you know? The focus is on the family. Oh. That was not intentional. That was not intentional. You're going to have to win with that. Not taking it back, though. It is seasonal. That is period. Yeah, it's seasonal. So it's like, I'm only watching this during Christmas. So what's on work? Magic season? I do not feel... Every day? I do not feel like Jingle Jangle is a Christmas movie. To me, when I was watching that, I was like, I could watch this at any point of the year. Well, you should have told Netflix to not make it during Christmas. It takes place at Christmas, but that doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. It's really not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Doesn't it have it does. Wait, so do we have a solid three to two to here? Like Fine. I think we do. All right. Fine. So. You've won. The pluggy goes to Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. I'm, I'm really I'm going to get Forrest Whitaker on speed dial right now. <laughs> I wish. He is going to be so happy. Well, let's face it. This is how the Academy with the Academy Awards does it. They sit around a table and they do this. They exact fight like thing. all six thousand right. of them. Yeah, it's, totally it's a <laughs> big table. All right. Big all right. Table. Let's move on. Teens. Best movies for teens. So we have um, some interesting choices here, I will say, as we're going to talk about. Come Play, Enola Holmes, Mulan, Personal History of David Copperfield, and Safety. Mm -hmm. Come Play. It's actually the very first horror movie that we've ever nominated for a pluggy. It's it's all about this autistic boy who has a hard time communicating with others, and he uses a cell phone to do that, and he uses a special app that helps him communicate with others. But from within the depths of the of the blackness of that cell phone, the appverse out out reaches a creature that wants the boy's attention and wants him to be friends. What's his name? And, terrifying. You know, I scary movies. What is his is name? Is it Larry? Yes, Larry. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> this sort it of is. bony <laughs> creature. We don't know anything about Larry anymore. at first. It, it's almost oh, like, it's a, like a little fairy tale thing that co- comes up on his phone. But then we've learned more and more, and it gets creepier and creepier. Bonier. Darker. And, uh, and it, the, granted, this is a very scary film, but it's one that, that also has very strong... Um, uh, voices about family and uh, some lessons there about watching out what you use your tech for. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. almost like the perfect plug to yeah, do, in a right? Way, right? <laughs> because of those those screen messages. How you can, Except how for you Larry. Can, the the horrors of technology. Can, in a way, suck you in. <laughs> I would like to point out so that when my description goes long, I just want you to remember this one. <laughs> 
Okay, fine. It's you a know, longer than Paul, the, than I the thought I felt a disturbance in the force over there. It was your bitterness overflowing. <laughs> Mine is Enola Holmes. And if you're like, Enola, what is this? It's about Sherlock Holmes' little sister. And it stars the young woman from Stranger, Stranger Things, Things, Millie Bobby Brown. I yes. couldn't think of her name. I'm like, three names, three mm-hmm. names. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, she's picking delightful. I mean, this is one of the most delightful movies I saw last year. But she turns 16 and her mom disappears and leaves clues as to where she might be. And so she goes off looking for her missing mom. And Sherlock and the other Holmes sibling, Rycroft, who I didn't My know. Mycroft. Mycroft. You're fired. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the BBC version? I have. have I, just wanted to, I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. Go ahead. I'm that, it's actually... It's actually Mycroft, and I'm now long. Basically, they try to stop her. Actually, Sherlock is kind of torn. Uh, Mycroft, thank you. It's, it's good to make mistakes and be human. Uh, isn't really thrilled with her adventures, and she has quite an adventure. And uh, it's sort of well, it's an amazing film, so I really enjoyed it. Mulan? Mulan. Mulan is uh, a story that takes place in 5th um, century China, and it's based on the original animated version of the uh, of the Disney film, and, yeah. you know, which is more of a comedy with uh, a magical dragon and all that stuff. And this one is much more realistic. I, I um, was going to say, I think this one is drawn more from the legend of right. Mulan, and it's yeah. uh, and it's a live action film. Yeah. And and the story is essentially about this young girl who um, uh, s- steps in for her father, who's injured. When a war comes on, and She's you know, can, all, they have to have a conscript, all, right? Yeah, all the men are called into battle, and instead of her father going and probably dying, she steps in to become nice. a, a brave warrior, even though women are not allowed. So mm-hmm. she pretends to be a boy. All right. Without all the really fun music, but I know. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Yeah, Personal Paul? history of David Copperfield. Sorry, let's give him some time. Go ahead. Personal history of David Copperfield. Is this going to be yeah, like really... that sloth scene in that one movie where the sloth <laughs> talks slow? <laughs> no, really. All you have to do is is hear the title. It's it's that's all it is. It's it's based on the Charles Dickens book, of course. Mm-hmm. Which um, and that's the actual title, right? It is the actual title. David Copperfield is this kid who goes through a lot of stuff in his life. As he grows up, he he's born, he's shipped off to this shoe blacking factory, right? They do this this shoe polish type of thing. He lives in poverty for a while. He finds his way to school. It's a really it. I'm not doing justice by the by the description, <laughs> but it's really delightful. You meet <laughs> some fantastic characters along the way, and it's really about it's really about persevering and growing up. No. Because I think that growing up, especially today, and as it was in the case in uh, David Copperfield's time, it takes some perseverance. It sounded fun. It just you talked about shoes for a long time. Uh, shoes, shoes, or... shoes. Now the the blacking factory oh, is a big man. deal. I'll just say. And it, it stars. See, let's see if I can get this right. Dev Patel. Correct. Right. Correct. Who probably still is most famous for Slumdog Slum Millionaire, Millionaire, but yeah. he's done a number of yeah. things since then. And yeah. it stars some really delightful character actors from Britain. You know, it has Tilda Swinton. Who doesn't Swinton. love that? Oh, it's yeah. Hugh Laurie is in it. It has some really fantastic people. <laughs> you had me at Tilda Swinton. <laughs> she is awesome in this, but we'll get to that. Safety yes, was you, you have the another second film. movie on my list, and it's about this kid who goes off to Clemson. He's a football player, and he plays safety, obviously, for Clemson. Um, but his mom 
has some issues. She has been dealing with drug addiction, and she's actually shipped off to prison while this kid is off in Clemson, leaving uh, the kids that Ray Ray is his name, uh, leaving his kid brother alone. Mm -hmm. So Ray Ray smuggles the kid into Clemson and cares for him as he's trying to be a full-time student and pretty much a full-time athlete. Which is And normally smuggling is almost always bad, but... We might have to make an exception this time, right? (laughs) Well, we don't want to spoil anything for people who want to watch it. But yes, it it is sort of an an issue for sure, because obviously you can't have like an 11-year-old living on a college campus. No, that's very bad. And it causes some (laughs) consternation. But it really is a beautiful story about family. Again, it's another brother story, like Onward, that should have won our last category. I know. (laughs) so weird. We're not bitter. Oh, man. Okay, so Let that's it go. All them, right? Don't make me sing the song. <laughs> Nobody wants that. And by the way, I didn't mention I didn't mention the strong parts about Mulan or what what the family yeah. focus is. And there is a family focus there, but it's more about that strong woman role that that you love so much, Emily. It, yeah, it's about... you know what's funny though? I'm not going to vote for that one okay, because I well... loved the original. I think that yeah, yeah. it should have been left to the animated I version. I know. I agree. <laughs> so I, I guess agree. we immediately just disqualified Mulan. I know. <laughs> I, it's not a bad that movie. Easy. It's just the women not my favorite. It. <laughs> no, um, actually, I'm going to. I'm going to cast my vote for either Come Play because of that whole, you know, talking about the dangers of screen time aspect or for safety for the brotherhood story. You're welcome, Paul. Thank you. Those are the two that I would vote for, I think. I think that they had very strong messages um, for teens. Um, And yeah, like Enola Holmes, as Adam said, was delightful. And I really like that one. That's another one with a good, you know, strong female lead. But... Compared to those other two, I don't feel like the messaging was as strong as it was in mm-hmm. safety and come play. Agreed. I'd probably agree with that. I think Enola Holmes was one of my favorite movies last year. Me too. Just it as a fun. as a movie. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, it, I'm not sure the messaging was super strong. Like I, <laughs> it, I, I was gonna vote for Enola until you said that, yep. and I'm like, yeah, you know, you're, so I'm not sure where that leaves me. I think. As we talk about Come Play, one of the things I think we need to be careful to say here is this one especially is one you'll want to read the review oh, of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also think that one of the things that we talk about a lot at Plugged In is engaging with the culture with your children. And this feels like if you have a – and you have to know your own kids, maybe 15, 16, 17-year-old son who is sort of in his horror movie phase, you know? Yeah. Like I went through one – Paul, you might have gone through one. Still going through it. Yeah, still in it. Still going through it. <laughs> Here we are right now. Um, this would be a movie that you could watch with an older teen yeah. and have a thoughtful discussion and about. And even discuss oh, yeah. technology. Yes. Yeah. And, and it would be a great conversation starter. But it's probably among the edgiest of things on our list anywhere today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to vote for um, the personal history of David Copperfield. I knew Paul was. Wow. I mean, <laughs> feel it. I loved this film. Let me let me say that again. Loved it, and it's mainly because. What did you love about it, Bob? Well, it's mainly because you've got all these Dickens characters that are so quirky and so wonderful, and there's and there's this really interesting blend of the film, of you've got heartbreak and you've got comedy somehow melded together so well. The film is the film is really. Can because you're laughing so much, 
it can end up being even more powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's one of these films, and I, and I'll, then I'll stop. <laughs> it's one of these films where you've got the lead <laughs> character, and at at one point he's up, and then he loses everything, and then he makes his way back up again, and then he loses everything. And essentially, the film is telling us, just like the book did, that mm. life is filled with ups and downs, and mm. you and, and rather than being afraid of it. You should expect it. You should embrace it and make it the best it can be. Here, here. Oh, I, I think that that's absolutely here, here. right. The the thing that, that <laughs> often gets lost sight of sometimes in, in, in our discussions, this is a really fun, well-made movie. If I look at the movies that I saw this year just aesthetically, setting aside the, the messages, which are, of course, incredibly important, this was a brilliant movie in a lot of ways. It feels zany. It feels fun. It feels modern, mm-hmm. which is a little bit surprising. Although it's not a modern setting, no. is it? It's not a modern no. setting at all, but it feels very contemporary. And I think it's one of those mm-hmm. movies that can, um, that kids can actually really enjoy. Kids and teens can enjoy. And it speaks a lot to what, in an odd sort of Dickens way, what kids go through. Hmm. You know, they have these struggles. They have these trials. I totally agree with you. The messages in safety are amazing. But I think that for me, my vote goes to personal history of David Copperfield because of the aesthetics. It just sort of moves it into that next category. So I like Danola Holmes a lot. Um, but <laughs> I would probably agree with you guys that if we're choosing it based off of, like, themes... Um, I also liked safety too. I would probably go with personal history of David Copperfield for all the, you know, the stuff I gave you for the shoes. I mean, it wasn't a weird description, but it is a great movie. Um, it's a great movie. Paul got sidetracked on this one very strange very, very important message. Move on, Paul. All right. So personal history of David soul. Copperfield. Soul. See? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was an easy one. And, and Bob's two for two so far. Who wants to say it? And the pluggy? Of course, I switched. I'll do it. Okay. And the pluggy goes to the personal history of David Copperfield. Let's get down to tell on speed dial. <laughs> I wish. He Again. also is not on my speed dial full. Full disclosure. Yeah, we were all <laughs> yeah, we thought wondering. That. So we are now going. <laughs> Thank you. Please for clarifying. We're now going to move on to best movies for adults. Uh, and as we get into movies for adults, we are willing to allow for things that may be a little bit more on the gritty side uh, because they are for adults. Uh, it's not meant to be, uh, again, an endorsement or an, impo- an apology for edgier stuff, but. There may be a little bit more of that here. Although, even looking at this list, I don't know that there's a yeah. massive Not amount a of, of it to yeah. deal no. with. This yeah. was a really good year for quote-unquote family-friendly adult films. In yeah. Way. Yep. So, Paul, why don't you start us off with... <laughs> the Father. The Father. Oh, I need to read the list. Oh, sorry. Right. So, the, our nominees are... I got ahead of myself. The Father... Greyhound. Oh, it's my favorite dog movie of the year. Oh my Hamilton, <laughs> Minari, and News of the World. So now, The Father. The Father stars Anthony Hopkins as an elderly man. I mean, right man. there, we do yeah. we even need to have any more conversation? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> Olivia Colbert. You know it's there brilliant. you go. There you go. So, but Anthony Hopkins is this man who is beginning to, and actually, as the movie goes on, he goes slowly into the depths of dementia. Mm. Uh, it's it's a fascinating movie in that it actually it actually takes place 
through the father's eyes, essentially. Mm-hmm. He, you can see how he's confused by what's going on. His apartment is changing. Even the people around him are changing. He worries that people are stealing things. When, you're, when you begin to lose a little bit of what makes you you, it can be a very, very unsettling process, and we see that unsettlement here. But mm. we also see— Is that a word? Unsettlement? unsettlement? It is now. Yeah, yeah. great. So, it's officially stamped. Olivia Coleman plays plays the daughter who is doing this heroic work of caring for her father through this illness. And and I think that relationship between the father and the daughter, where you see them struggle with this disease, where he gets very angry because of the situation that he's put himself in. And and then you see <laughs> I don't have any music to play, Paul, but <laughs> And and you Brett see Olivia just struggling heroically throughout it all. Mm. It's sad. Greyhound. Uh, <laughs> Greyhound is a is a war movie. Is a war movie starring Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yes, he, Tom Hanks done. as Tom <laughs> Hanks versus Anthony Hopkins. Hold yeah. on, hold on now. Tom, Tom Hanks as a newly dubbed commander of a destroyer. Mm-hmm. This is in World War Two, and he's given charge of a um, uh, what's it, a convoy of. Convoy. A flotilla. Yes, of ships and materials that are going over to the war effort in mm. England. And, of course, they have to do that because um, of these packs of Nazi submarines mm-hmm. that, are, that are swooping in the area. And, and anybody that comes through, they sink. Mm. And so it's, it's really all about that. It's, um, the, the thing I love, well... The thing that is very positive about it is you that can it, say you love it. It's it, all right. It shows us the the machinations of a captain. I've never seen a film that does it as well. Mm. The the chest like moves. If you've got a certain number of ships under your command, how you are going to use them to protect the supply ships mm. from the from the uh, from the pack of submarines. Yep. And who better than Tom Hanks? That's right. Seriously. <laughs> so he he wrote the screenplay. I was doing a little research on that. I'm like, this is like Tom Hanks making the Tom Hanks movie. I should have known that, but I didn't. But now I'm stretching things out too long, and Paul's going to play the music on me. (laughs) Next up, we have Alexander Hamilton, which is the second time I've sung that line on this podcast. I won't do it again. Um, Thank you. Hamilton obviously took the world by storm or took Broadway by storm in 2015. Uh, It's Lin-Manuel Miranda's creation. Mm -hmm. And it is a tour de force musical that really tells the story of our founding fathers. And obviously it focuses on Alexander Hamilton's uh, remarkably movie ready story. I mean, Mm -hmm. like from his origin to the tragic end. I mean, let's tell the truth. This is a, this is an intense story. Like, how was the yeah. story not made into a movie before it made exactly. Broadway? Yeah. And in 2016, they filmed it on Broadway. So the Disney Plus movie was filmed on Broadway. Uh, my understanding is that the Broadway version had several harsh profanities, and they ironed most of that out, but not completely for the Disney Plus yeah. filmed version. Uh, and it is um, the the actors and actresses in it are almost all ethnic minorities and so that was the other sort of reimagining of this story uh and it's along with the music and the music is is a, a blend of rap and hip-hop it's so and, good and uh and more traditional sort of pop broadway yeah. music it's just very different from what you'd think of a historical it, yeah musical absolutely uh and so it 
was a phenomena again. Five years after being on Broadway, it uh, took Disney Plus by storm. Felt a little long, Adam. Uh, oh, my goodness. Minari. You know, I, I earned that. I, <laughs> thank you, Paul. Thank you. Minari was actually one of my very favorite movies this year. Not a lot of people are probably going to see it, but it's about this Korean family that moves from San Francisco into the heart of Arkansas to start a farm. It's the, the father's dream of starting this farm. The mom of these two kids that they, they're raising together um, isn't so sure about this, but she finally decides to agree to do this grand adventure as long as she can bring her grand her her own mom from Korea to to take care of the kids. It is a beautiful movie, and it really talks a lot about uh, one of the boy the 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 boy's relationship with the grandma, who is not who you would think of as a typical grandma. Those she does some ungrandma like things. Yeah. She does some ungrandma like things, but it feels like a very classic immigrant story. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, it's yeah. beautiful. Oh, I'm next. Uh, <laughs> Bob, new, bring news, us home. News of the world. News of the world. Another Tom Hanks movie. Whew, Tom, Tom Hanks I mean, this, versus Tom Hanks. Yeah, this one, this one takes place right after the Civil War. Multiply Tom Hanks out. is a captain that actually served for the South. Um, and now he travels through upper Texas and he goes to little small towns and reads the news reads the news from around the world uh, in the famous newspapers because, of course, all these little towns just don't get that information. But along the way, he discovers this uh, this young girl who had been kidnapped by the Kiowa Indians uh, when they killed her parents. And she was raised as a Kiowa and doesn't speak any English but uh, but once the once the American troops got her back, they have to try and get her back to her home. But there's nobody to do it. And so Tom Hanks' character, Captain Kidd, takes on the job of getting her home. Another prototypical Tom Hanks. We love Tom Hanks. Yeah. Kind of movie. I just, I want to see him as a bad guy in like a sci-fi movie. Oh, never. Great. No. Maybe like Voldemort's brother. He wants, he's like, no. (laughs) Cut his ears off. He's a grandpa everybody wants. Yeah. Well, and, and since I was jabbering on, I'll start right off and say I vote for News of the World. Oh, I think over it's over Greyhound. A, yeah, over Greyhound. Wow, I, thought I didn't Grey, expect that. I thought Greyhound was an incredible war movie. Mm-hmm. I really did. But News of the World just moved me. Mm-hmm. Huh. It was something really, especially that relationship between the, the Hanks character, Captain Kidd, and this little girl, and, and the young girl who plays her is marvelous, just mm. marvelous. She can't speak any English and they have to try and figure out how to communicate. Mm. And over the over the length of this journey, they learn to, to communicate together and they learn to care about each other. And in a way... By There's a th- lot of movie, movies like that this year. By the t- Yes, yeah. yes. We've got this older guy mm-hmm. protecting the younger child. And in a way, it becomes a story of adoption mm-hmm. that, and a very strong story of adoption. And that's one of the things I really liked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really enjoyed about it was watching the kid character transform, yeah. you know, because because he starts off as this guy who doesn't really want to get involved. Not the child, but... Tom Hanks, actually, yeah, Cap- Captain, Captain Kidd. Kidd. Captain just want to clarify. Kidd. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't want to get really involved at first, and yeah. slowly he gets immersed in this relationship with this little girl, and and it becomes very much sort of a father daughter. It pulls out all the emotions that he's kept walled away ever since the war. So it's you, it really is cool. This is hard because I love Tom Hanks. Like I love Tom Hanks, but I want to go for Hamilton. Yes, I loved Hamilton. The music is. 
incredible. The storyline, incredible. It's it's the best. So let me ask you. There, there are two things that I have to say about Hamilton. Yeah. I really liked Hamilton, too. Yeah. But we were really debating whether this was a kid's movie or an, or an adult movie. Yeah. And I do wonder whether the messages within, and actually this is sort of my second point, too, mm-hmm. whether the messages are strong enough and deep enough for, for an adult audience. It feels super entertaining. It's mm-hmm. very historical. Yeah. There are some nice messages to it. But I'm not sure if the messages are as deep as I would want for an adult movie. Let me just clear up your confusion. But- <laughs> Yes, they are. Do it. And they're fine. And we put it in the adult category because there is some profanity that we felt like wouldn't match There's well. There's also some, you know, There's, some issues with affairs yes. and stuff. Yeah, there are yeah. like Blasting some mature. God's name. There's some mature. Quite a bit. Themes. Mature themes. Okay, yes. I think it's entertaining. Yeah. But I don't think it's enlightening. No, I disagree completely. Same. Okay. Completely. The, only, the only way I could say this was enlightening is if you know, if you don't know history at all. If you don't know history at all, yes, okay, it enlightens you and gives you some background so that you know actually his story. What are you trying to say, Bob? <laughs> These young kids. No, um, I this knew is my Alexander thing. When I, watched, when I watched it the first <laughs> time. We were <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What was it like Sorry. when you were there? When Aaron Burr shot him? Oh, spoiler warning. Sorry. <laughs> no, okay, so. When I watched this, I remember my sisters, they had all seen it and like they got, they were on the Hamilton like bandwagon from the very get go, even though none of them had seen it on Broadway. They just loved the music. I did not jump on the bandwagon. I actually purposely waited until it came out on video because I wanted to experience the entire story. And because of that, I feel like it's not just entertaining to me. Like they warned me there. They said, Emily, the second act is emotional terrorism. And I kind of (laughs) agree. Like there's a lot of like, like, yes, obviously, you know, with any true story or story based on a true story, you're going to have, you know, well, if you've read history, then of course you already know what the outcome is. You know what the story is. But I, I'm going to speak up for, you know, that little feminist in me is going to speak up and say that um, <laughs> <laughs> Eliza Hamilton's character at the end, mm. it, it, at the end, it's not even about Alexander. It's about her. Okay. And I, I thought that, that was well, impressive. And, that it is, and that's me. very interesting yeah. because that shows the weakness of the drama. I don't think so because, because she Alexander is a Hamilton strong character is throughout. the protagonist. And so if the if the last part of the musical becomes about her, then it's a weak drama. Uh, no, I think Alexander Should Hamilton is his own. I think he's his own protagonist and antagonist in this case. Ooh, Emily. Oh. Mm, so I can her That's it. That's it. Paul, did you actually vote? Have... You you weighed in a no, little I bit. No, I didn't but... vote. And I, and sorry, I would... Chris, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think I, I just I loved Hamilton. I really enjoyed it, but I just don't think the messages are strong enough to to. What's your vote, Ooh. Paul? I you know here's my heart goes with Minari your because. Heart. Minari is is one of Kristen the... Kristen didn't know you had a heart. I mean, she thought you were just a movie star. You were the heart. Tin Man. <laughs> yeah, kidding. First you've ever heard of it. No, it's 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 a really beautiful story it is, actually. about it about is. family, you know, yeah. and, and a and a quirky family that is going through some really difficult times. Yeah. You have a strained marriage that is sort of crumbling under the stress of of this farm. You Agreed. have yeah. this grandma who's inserting herself into a t- very tight family union and you have these and she's a little who are bit, trying to she's a little crazy you have these people who are trying way. to adjust yeah. to 
to a new culture. You know, this is a Korean family that speaks Korean throughout the movie in the middle of Arkansas and finding that you have these yeah. this clash of cultures that turns out to be sort of a beautiful, awkward blend, I think gives the movie a lot of power. And you have some really interesting spiritual notes as well. Um, there's this oh, guy who there's comes the in. Card. There's the card. There's the card. There's this this, this Just set this ace right here. Who comes in and, and he's this, this very uh, bold, charismatic Christian. And typically in movies, those characters are treated not very nicely. That's true. This character is treated as... as a, a little bit crazy at first, but as you get to know him, you find the depth of who he is. And I think that that brings a lot of power to it. So, yeah, I'm going to vote for Minari. Wow. I mean, I'm not changing my mind, but neither <laughs> oh, okay. So you're still on Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, Minari was great, but I'm still on Hamilton. I'm not moving. Oh, <laughs> we have sunk our claws into this together. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to just go by your emotions and nothing else, that's fine. Oh! <laughs> Adam, you should go. You should go quickly. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to go with Minari. Oh. I, I, um... You're the deciding factor. No. <laughs> oh, man. No, um, I, I, for everything <laughs> Paul said. No, I loved, I, I loved Hamilton, too. I, I'm torn. I think of all of the categories, honestly, you could close your eyes and throw a dart. And all five of these movies, for different reasons... Very strong. You could make an argument. This is the best movie for adults this year. Um, I like Minari and I would encourage people to see it because it's not like most movies you're going to see this year or last year or That's any kind of year. Fun. Yeah. We, and those and are I fun actually movies. think it's good to stretch and watch a mm-hmm. story, especially one that has so many redemptive elements to it. Yeah. Um, and, and all of these have redemptive elements. I mean, I honestly, the father might be my second choice mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and because it's such a, a strong drama about this real issue, but I'm going to go with Minari. So, just so, who's Bob, giving to get the, the plug? Yes, the Tell us the plug. You come on. And we know how you feel about <laughs> Hamilton. So, no, I, I, again, I I really enjoyed Hamilton. There's no question about that. I just didn't think that it but lived up to some of these others. But we're using logic and fact. Put yes. your emotions and away. Dealing with fools. logic and fact, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Minari. Okay, uh, okay, that's a good one. All right, all right. It, it was good. I'm not mad. <laughs> Bob, do you want to do the honors? Uh, and Oh, and and the pluggy and the winner of the pluggy is Minari. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, Bob is the only one among us that if we all get fired tomorrow, has an immediate (laughs) voice actor career (laughs) waiting for him. All right, well, let's move on to best Christian movie. This might be the most diverse list of Christian movies. That we have ever had, in part because at least one of them is not a Christian movie in the way that we typically think of that sort of uh, category. But uh, but I digress. Uh, so they are Fatima, I still believe, Selfie Dad, Switched, and When We Last Spoke. So Paul, tell us about Fatima, which is the one of these that's sort of like four of these things belong together, and one <laughs> of them's a little bit different. It really is different because it's a deeply Catholic movie. You know, I think when we think of the, the Christian film industry, it tends to swing more evangelical. This one yeah. is yeah. very Catholic, and it's about these three three children who see 
a miracle. They 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 see Mary just hanging out in the fields while they're tending their sheep in 1917. This in is based on a real Portugal, right? Correct. It's based on. A Sorry, real... I'm stretching you out, and I know. Now I'm going to tell you to be you're quiet. Gonna wind your little finger, uh-huh. and it's going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> but but it's it's based on a true miraculous. You know, story yeah. essentially, uh, the, these happenings that happened in 1917, um, and it just sort of impacts uh, what happened then. But it also deals with elements of faith, holding on to faith when it becomes difficult, holding on to faith when people don't believe you, um, and and so it has some deeper messages as well. All right. Next up, we have I still believe. Emily, tell us about the uh, the wonderful romance. Slash tearjerker that is, I still believe. Uh, yeah, so I still believe, for those of you who don't know, is the Jeremy Camp story. Uh, basically, he met his wife when he was in college, and they were happy, and they were going to get married, but she had cancer, so they prayed, and her cancer went away. But then on their honeymoon, her cancer returned, mm. and she did not make a miraculous recovery a Spoiler second warning. time. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's it's the, the point whole, of the movie. That's the whole story. It's about how, despite the fact that she, like, the doctors are all telling her, "You are going to die," despite the mm. fact that she knows she doesn't have a long lifespan. Um, he makes the choice. He's like, no, God, want, I believe that God wants me to marry you. I want to marry you. We're going to get married. And they do. And, you know, despite the fact that she knows she's going to die, she never loses her faith. She believes that even in death, God is going to somehow use her story mm-hmm. to help someone. And anyone who's a fan of Jeremy Camp has yeah. probably been moved by his story, you know, by both his faith and his late wife, Melissa's faith. Um, it's a very sad story. I it's went so with a, sad. I went with a group oh, of yeah. friends uh, to see this movie and did they were cry? all sobbing. I, I did not because I was reviewing it. I couldn't cry. I cried. You had to see your page. I was like, I have to, I, <laughs> yeah, I think tears. I shed a tear and, and then immediately went back to taking notes. But, um, Hide those emotions. But the rest of them, they all had like box <laughs> Boxes of tissues. <laughs> so good. Selfie Dad, who's got that? I um. have that. <laughs> Selfie Dad uh, stars Michael Jr., who is Michael Jr. is a stand-up Christian comedian, mm-hmm. and he plays a guy going through a midlife crisis. He's a, a video producer, but it's not great at work, even though he's an award-winning producer, and his wife's not happy with him. He's not really engaged with his kids. And he always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. It's sort of life imitating art or art <laughs> imitating life. I'm not sure which direction we go there. Um, and one of his children tells him about this video platform called U2. Oh. Wink, <laughs> wink. We can figure out what wow. that is, right? And he uh, starts uploading his you know, comedy. And his dad had been a comedian. So he wanted to be like his dad. Mm. And things didn't go well with his dad. And so he has this success. But in the middle of all of this sort of overnight success comes the, you know, the back end of the midlife crisis, which is what really matters. You know, is it being famous on the YouTube or is it my relationship with my family? And obviously we know which direction it goes. And uh, because it's a Christian movie, he ends up kind of being able to have both. But uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> wow. Um, I have the last two. So the first is Switched, and it's like a Christian Freaky Friday. So this girl is getting... Which sounds like quite the ad campaign. Right? Yeah, really. Um, it's about this girl who she gets 
like made fun of in school by the super popular girl. So she prays to God that they could switch places so she could experience a day in her shoes. And mysteriously, they do. <laughs> and through it, they actually become friends and learn about God. And it, it was actually really funny. I didn't expect to enjoy watching it, but I thought it was really funny. Um, and, then, and, and there's a real message there for what kids deal with too, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. With like bullying and stuff. Um, a lot of it was mostly about forgiveness. Like how, how do you walk through forgiveness even when someone is, you know, doesn't it you? also emphasize, you know, rather than talking about somebody, try talking to them, mm-hmm. like try having a relationship with them instead of, you know, just basing whether or not you'll even like them ba- right. based on what on someone else or said. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry guys. I'm not really great at these. <laughs> These cat recaps. Um, <laughs> well, let's do another one. Okay. Well, the last one, <laughs> sorry guys, is uh, when we last spoke. And this is about two young girls who their dad goes off to war um, and he actually dies at war. And then their mom is left with them and she's like super overwhelmed, wants like a life in the big city. So she takes them to their grandparents' house and basically abandons them um, and goes and lives her life and keeps promising that she'll come back, but she never comes back. Mm. So the grandparents raise these two young girls who are working through a lot of trauma and a lot of tragedy, but it's really sweet. Like the grandparents love the Lord and they, they're really awesome and they love their granddaughters and they raise them to the best of their ability. Um, but you kind of see like even towards the end that you can't escape trauma and all the things that come from like a troubled past by just like smiling and moving onward. Like you actually have to deal with it. Um, and so that is kind of like presented throughout the movie too. So yeah, those are the all two. Right. And the plug he goes to, Oh wait, we need to actually have a conversation. Yeah, debate. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's actually, a really actually. interesting list of films. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating list. And, and I think the fact that we have two comedies on here mm-hmm. is pretty remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I think that that shows the growth of the You Christian... mean comedies that actually are somewhat funny. funny. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's cool to see the Christian film industry sort of evolve as it has. Yeah, yeah I was actually extremely surprised watching Switched. Because Switch is really well done. It is really well done. And there are some, like, cheesy moments. Um, but they're almost intentional. Like, sometimes in Christian movies... Okay, I'm taking a tangent here. Okay. The cheese is unintentional. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I yeah. think Christian movie making really is <laughs> mm-hmm. taking big strides each year with Which is telling awesome. stories that, that really work. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, and we've got some historical stuff. We've got a story based on 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 a on a true story, and I think that that's probably where I would swing my vote to. I think uh, I still believe hmm. was Ooh. a really. Did you cry? I'm not saying. I'm just oh, going to keep did. that. He, yeah, no, it's, it's, he didn't. Do you have a soul? Let me just say, Emily. <laughs> okay. I just want to know if you I, did. I you sympathize cried. with you and your note taking thing because I've been in movies too where you, <laughs> oh, yeah. you have to keep the tears away from your paper. But I think <laughs> I still believe it, it deals with some issues that that I find really compelling, and that's when faith doesn't necessarily work the way you want it to. Um, the story behind it is is powerful and real and and. <clears throat> Difficult, and I think that those themes of that that faith can be really hard to walk through, is something that I like to see Christian movies Mm -hmm. do more often. Yeah, and it this is a really well made movie. Um, I mean, I think it yeah extremely. It's not just a good Christian movie; it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was really, I was drawn in. Is that your vote? Uh, it might be actually. Oh, okay. uh, I, I, this is a strange. He's, he's hedging his bets. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, no, I, 
I liked Switch. Switch would be the other one that I would potentially mm-hmm. vote for because I think films that really help that age group yeah. to see what it looks like for faith um, yeah. to be real in that context. Yeah. That would be the other reason why I think Switched. So I'm going to reserve my vote, and you guys now you I know. Hear who's <laughs> yeah, guys. I want to hear Now you kind of see what my one. leanings no. are. What's yours? You can't, can't give the, the vote to <laughs> me. Yeah, please? I can't let him. Okay, be. no, I, I would go with Switched. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, wow. and I and I see. I, I'll be honest. Around this table, I am probably the person who likes Christian films the least. Uh, And I I think for all the reasons that we've sort of noted, some of the cheesy aspects Mm -hmm. in the past, but you're right. I think Christian filmmaking has gotten better over Mm -hmm. the last several years, and that's good. That's a good thing. And and I agree. I liked liked everything that you just said about Switched, I would agree with. Yeah. Do you want to go? Oh, man. Emily, you do uh, I get to be the turbo? You get to be the tiebreaker, perhaps. Wait, I didn't Although I voted one. for two. Hold on, I want to see what did your you, guys' votes you, are before you, I speak. I did not vote. <laughs> I want so to hear ahead. your guys' votes. My bad. Votes. My, my bad. What, what did, what okay, did so vote? you did. I did. I still I believe. Did. I still you believe. You did nothing. Nuh-uh. No, I voted. He's hedging his He's hedging. She wants to be the final straw. Okay, fine. I don't know. I actually Should we go with Emily while you think about it some more? I don't think no. Emily wants to go. So I, I need to make a decision. I'm usually with Hoos on this. I'm usually like, just pick one. But <laughs> I actually, there were like three. So, okay, when we last spoke, I did not. So Adam usually assigns these to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll review this. I actually really liked it. I cried and switched. Maybe I'm really going to, I was pregnant and or had a baby at some point recently so i'm gonna blame all those hormones on this i don't remember when this process happened but you know it was somewhere in there um i think honestly my vote goes to i still believe i don't okay, it's what's... tough it's really tough it's because tough. it's like so um, a walk to remember they're so yeah. oh man yeah. it is well Someone it's just dies. it's just very sad like, it's a yeah, it's, it's like a sad Nicholas story sparks is lurking in the background <laughs> somewhere. It's, it's a sad story with yeah. hope at the end i yeah I would, That's yeah. True. Okay, I'll do. I still believe. Okay, Emily, what do you think? Are you gonna vote, Adam? Yes. Have you voted yet? Um, I will. I will go with switched. Ooh, oh. so we're two for two. I really do get to be a tiebreaker. I'm gonna let you be the tiebreaker. <laughs> All right, Emily. Fatima. What's it gonna I have be? The power. Now don't vote for Fatima because that. <laughs> then we have a like <laughs> no, hog jury or then something. No, we have to go into the. Nah, table. I'm not gonna <laughs> exactly. do that. That'd be cruel. Um, it was a good movie. Yeah. No. Both. It, this is the thing. I. I love the fact that Switched is, you know, giving that really strong message to to especially young girls, I mm-hmm. think, and showing them mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, because I think there are movies out there that talk about, you know, here's how not to bully people, you know, but they never really do it from a Christian aspect. So the fact that there is yeah. that Jesus Christian... says not to bully people. It's actually, it's funny too. So I, I might change my vote. It's also a funny movie. Sorry. No, I, I just wanted to say it's a funny movie, but I was really surprised when I watched it because the girl kind of had like a little bit of attitude. I'm like, is this allowed on Christian movies? Yeah, like she's she just kind of like, no, I don't like that. I'm like, oh, okay, this is like real life. So I kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, no, but it, Are you I, changing I, I, your like, vote? I don't know. Go ahead, uh, Emily. You can hold your vote for a minute, okay. but like, <laughs> but but yeah, I like that it has that because I feel like most teenagers would not go to see a movie like that because mm-hmm. they would think it would be cheesy because it's a Christian movie and whatnot. But the fact that it actually is genuinely funny gives yeah. me hope because I'm like, oh, maybe this, you know, like 
from the Christian perspective, this could be like a really good thing because mm-hmm. they actually yeah. talk about Jesus in a good way for once, you know, unlike, and I'm talking, I'm, I'm not talking about other Christian films when I say for once, I'm talking about oh, all yeah. the other sure. teen films, movies yeah. out yeah. there. So there could be an evangelism component to it. Yeah. I mean, you could watch it with friends that maybe weren't Christian like, friends. See, we're and... not all weirdos. <laughs> well, and, and, it, and the, the humor is going to draw people in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but then for I Still Believe, kind of the same thing where you're getting this really beautiful love story mm-hmm. that is told in such a way that you, you know, you don't, um, you know, from the secular standpoint, you're kind of getting the same thing. You have these two people yeah. who are willing, you know, in spite of everything, they're just like their faith keeps them together and pushes them through this horrible, you know, circumstances and everything. And it's beyond their control. And I think, I mean, honestly, yeah, both of these movies have really strong faith messages. So it's a, it's a debate of, okay, but do we go with the teen drama or do we go with, I know, no, I know. I'm going to keep, I still believe that you, I want to hear yours. Man. Your turn. Hmm. I still believe. All right. Oh, man. There you have okay. it, folks. So is it going to be a three? Or no, a... yeah. No, we're good. You're going to go for yeah. it? Okay. We won. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we did. We beat Hoose. <laughs> all right. Well, let's switch go for, well, forever, I guess. Yeah. Can, I not... right. it's can I say it? You can do it. And the pluggy goes to I still believe. All right. That's pretty good. That's good. I mean, it wasn't as good as Hoose, but. Well, nobody. <laughs> wow. He gets to win that. That's He's his hard pluggy. to compete with when it comes to voice acting. No way. So there you have it. Your 2021 Pluggy Award winners. Thanks again for that, Bruce. Mm-hmm. And be sure to check back at our blog and on social at Facebook and on Instagram at Plugged In Team uh, to see a list of your choices and the things that you voted for as well. Well, I hope you have enjoyed our discussion today. Even more so, I hope that this is a conversation that has given you some good ideas for potential movie nights for your family. And I also hope it's helped you to to see what goes into thinking about movies from a plugged-in perspective. And we're also striving to think not only about movies, but TV, music, video games, books, YouTube channels, and technology through a biblical worldview. And I hope this special podcast today has given you a bit better sense of what that conversation looks like in action. Obviously, there's some, you know some back and forth and we can have different ideas and and that's good. We hope that you're having those sorts of conversations in your family as well. And as a thank you for being a part of our Plugged In Show family today for a gift of any amount, we would love to send you a copy of our very own Paul Acey's excellent book about the deeper messages in entertainment, Burning Bush 2.0, How Pop Culture Replaced the Prophet. Paul, I have to look up that title every time. (laughs) No, but it's a great book, even if the title is... It's a tad unwieldy. There's a story behind the title, but I'll talk to you about it. That we can do a podcast. Read the book. We can do it. <laughs> and you'll find a link to order that book as well as links to everything else we've talked about here today in our plugged in blog entry for this special episode. Well, on behalf of our entire team uh, and Jonathan McKee, who was not able to join us here today, I want to say thanks so much for listening and God's grace to you in all of your endeavors this week. We look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of the Plugged In Show.